Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loras College. After 14 years and countless hours of blood, sweat, and tears, Mike Doyle is stepping away from Loras College as its Vice President of Institutional Advancement and its Treasurer. In this episode, we chat with Mike and reflect on his time at Loras both as a student and as a professional. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and I'm joined by the aforementioned Mike Doyle. back to the Dewhawk Digest. Well, thanks for having me, Robert. And as you know, I um, it took some arm twisting to get me here. I don't really want to talk much about myself, but uh, we'll talk a lot about Loris and, and the people that have made a difference in my life. Yeah, well, and, and I'm glad that, that you're here. And it's uh, been I've been wanting to talk to you for a while, just kind of get your Loris experience. But it is obviously bittersweet because it's as you're uh, in your final hours, essentially, fast days, hours on your way out uh, to move on to more professional, a different professional pursuit. So good and bad, I guess, to me. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but we'll start kind of again. Yeah, as I said kind of talking about uh, what uh, what Loris is to you. When did you first become aware of Loris College and what brought you here as a student? Oh, that's uh, that's a great question, because um, I was just talking to my brother Smokey last night. Uh, uh, he got the nickname when he was five, Andrew Joseph Doyle. But Smokey Doyle graduated from Loris in 1983, but was a non-traditional student. Um, he is about 15 years older than me and my godfather. So what brought me to Loris was um, my brother Smoke. He was a non-traditional student, as I said, and he coached for. He was a student assistant and coached for Coach Barry. Um, so when I was in fifth grade, um, you know, I went everywhere with Smoke, and he dragged me to practice one day and coach Barry I'm in coach Barry's office and he's throwing jerseys at me Loris football jerseys and uh what are you doing here well here have some of these you know as only coach could do <laughs> um and then smoke uh developed a friendship with uh the Tuckers with Bob and Judy and and the rest of the coaching staff but he he uh paid my way to go to um uh the first uh year of the Loris all sports camp mm -hmm. and uh so there's a great story there that I, I'm not going to share here today, but uh, related to the paddle and why I didn't get the uh, cross for Christianity that year. <laughs> but uh, we'll leave it at that. Um, I'm a little competitive. Uh, but so when it came time um, to choose schools, I, I came to Loris um, and uh, I, I applied to one school. I was being recruited by... Uh, some of the WEAC schools to play basketball and some smaller schools in the Dakotas and the Luther College. And I came to Loris, and they weren't recruiting me, but I wanted to meet with the coaching staff. And uh, the assistant coach stood me up the day that I was supposed to meet with them. He didn't show up. Uh, but I still came because of my brother and, and the experiences I had um, at sports camp. And I just – Loris College was where I was going. So I think it was meant to be. I sure. really do. Um and in terms of my experience here, uh, boy, I, I just uh, my my uh, second semester of freshman year, I moved in with uh, uh, Brian Corby was my roommate. Second semester, and then all of sophomore year, and then uh, we were in a house together junior year. And uh, Corbs was from Tampa, Florida, and uh, so we went tobogganing together down the Cane Hall Hill and uh, on trays from the uh, cafe or from the cafeteria. Uh, was the first time uh, he went sleigh riding, so to speak. <laughs> so, uh, and then uh, just had a great experience here. Had great faculty. 
Uh, I was a finance marketing double major. Uh, Joe Bernardi uh, had a significant impact on my life um, throughout. Uh, I was easily distracted. He gave me the nickname, Mr. Easily Distracted. He's, he'd tell me the sky was the limit for me, but he, he was worried that uh, uh, what might happen because I was so easily distracted. So I, I have a fun story that I tell folks that there was a Friday morning I woke up. I was north of Chicago as a development officer for Loris, and I thought, you know, I'm supposed to go see so-and-so, but he said, if you can make it, stop by. If not, don't worry about it. The Brewers are playing at Wrigley today, 121st pitch against the Cubs and being a big Brewer fan. Uh, I said, no, and I thought of Joe. No, you're easily distracted. you got to go to that meeting. And we got a $5,000 check that day. So nice. uh, I, uh, so that just I, those types of experiences. Um, and uh, I didn't think I'd get emotional. No, it's okay. My uh, father passed away after my sophomore year. And what my roommates did for me, the, it was the last day of finals, my sophomore year. Anyway, my mom called the night before, and she told Corpse that uh, she didn't want me to, to worry about it, that Dad went into the hospital, and that, uh, but I should know after my marketing final. And, you know, it's family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it... Uh, Dad always said, don't forget where you come from, and he loved Loris, and he'd always say every day you get access to an education at Loris College, it's worth millions of dollars. So um, it's just, it's family, it's special, and as people know, it it was the hardest decision I've ever made was um, coming to the determination that it's time to move on. But it, it it's time to move on because things were starting to slip through the cracks that um, wouldn't have happened in previous years but also i i was just with out on the road with scott mcclure for two different trips a couple different visits he's going to do a great job he's going to be phenomenal and i see and i told jim um i said boy i i i see in scott that same enthusiasm and passion and energy that i had in 2012 that i just don't have now mm-hmm. so um it uh it's bittersweet, but it's time, and change is good. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a, uh, a regent yesterday who uh, Joe Sheasel and I were having a good phone call, and he said, you know what, Sometime, sometimes change is good, and it's good for everybody. And, and, and I think uh, Loris is in good hands, and, and uh, we're going to continue uh, moving forward and having success. Sure. Well, before we start too much more about the end of your tenure here, let's go back to the start of your beginning of your professional tenure here. So you, you graduated in '91 moved on, started your career, and then 16 years later, you end up back at Loris. What, what brought you back as, a, as an employee this time? Um, a, a combination of things, but uh, always, I, I'd always looked and, um, at uh, what was open at Loris, and nothing ever seemed to be the right fit. Um, but the director of the Loris Fund was open for a long time, and I kept looking at it, and I kept saying something to Martha, and uh, and I had made a switch. We moved from Milwaukee to the Twin Cities. I had, had taken a job, and and uh, it it from the get go, how it was presented, and the person that hired me, it, it was based out of Chicago, and um, I don't think it was not intentional, but but how the job was presented and how it worked out, it was it, it was just not a good situation. Uh, for our, for me and, and for our family. And so um, 
I, one day Martha was doing the dishes in our house in Plymouth in Minnesota and, and she just dropped the dishes in the sink and she said, call Dan Allen. It's what you want to do. And DA was the VP for advancement at the time. And obviously he was class of 90 and I was class of 91. I knew him pretty well. And I called and I left him a voicemail. I said, Hey, when you call me back, you better be sitting down because I, I don't know if you'll believe me. And, uh, so he called me and as soon as I said, hello, he said, Hey, I'm sitting down. And, uh, <laughs> so, um, and that's, I, I've always wanted to give back as, you know, I got emotional earlier at it. I mean, it, it is, uh, you know, I was voted most enthusiastic in Mr. Duhok. I got those two awards my our senior year, uh, by, uh, my fellow classmates. And it, it's just always been that way. It's, mm -hmm. you know, once a Duhok, always a Duhok. Yeah. So it's, so. Just, it's just kind of ingrained in you, obviously, since you mentioned, since you're, you know, younger with your brother coming here and, and, uh, looking to come back, kind of yeah. finding that avenue. So what was it like to actually then come back, step on campus again, but working not as a student anymore obviously you, your memories are as a student and all your experiences are as a student now and now your work now you're an employee what how did that feel different Did it kind of a bit uh, it, experience it felt different you wake up quickly and you know the naivete goes away <laughs> um and then as as i uh moved up in terms of became a senior development officer shortly after being a director of the loris fund um and then continuing um you realize how little you know as a student in terms of the, what's really going on <laughs> and um, all the blood, sweat, and tears that all the, the, the folks here, the faculty, the staff, um, from top to bottom, how hard folks work for the benefit of students and how much the people here love students. And, and you know, that's why we're here, and, and um, we wouldn't be here without the students. And it's just unbelievable uh, what people do here, the amount of work they put in with the passion and the drive, um, because let's face it, we're a Catholic liberal arts college. We're not um, opening up the checkbook to pay people a lot of money. It's a passion and it's a love uh, to be here and, and uh, just look at the, the great results and, and the great alumni that uh, we've put out into the world to, to be difference makers. Mm -hmm. Well, and kind of speaking to that a little bit, I mean, you're the, in your time, at least, uh, that you can speak to, is that the, the advancement and the, the development office has really grown, and actually you've seen a lot of a lot of strides, especially in the last five, five years. We've talked about this on a previous podcast about uh, the donations and the, the, the dedication that alumni and friends have to, the, to giving to this college. Uh, and you're, I know you're modest and you're not going to want to admit it, but you're a major cog in that. You're, you've played a major role in the... In, kind of keeping this institution moving, not even moving forward, but growing in it and advancing and, and providing more for the students. So, I mean, when you, when you reflect back on it and being a part of all of that, like, as I said, being a cog in that, is there any accomplishments or things that have, that have occurred in those last 14 years that you're particularly proud of? You're like, you know, I'm really glad that I was, I was a part of this. Uh, yeah, I'll try not to get emotional again, mm -hmm. but, uh, I, I, there's been a lot of highlights, um, but we don't have the success we've had without so many great people. And it starts at the top with Jim, um, my administrative team colleagues. And uh, But I think my greatest accomplishment in terms of what I'm most proud of is having been in Hy-Vee a number of times over the course of the last year and having um, multiple people from the custodial and maintenance department come up to me and thank me for making a difference and um, their words, not mine, 
saying that y you you made things better for us, but also you made us feel important. Mm. And they absolutely are. The you know, back when I went to Loris, we got our sheets changed twice a week when I was a freshman in Kane Hall, and then only once a week, heaven forbid, when we were sophomores. And well, those folks, the the women that worked in our hall, they were like moms. And and you know, I referenced earlier my dad passing away of cancer shortly after my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Well, those folks that worked on the fourth floor of Kane Hall, they they were tremendously impactful to me. And our current uh, custodial and, and maintenance teams they're they're in the front lines with the students and they care about these students and and uh, so to me my take that that is my uh, to me what I'm most proud of is that that we made we made everybody um, I hope we made everybody I'm not you know I'm sure there are a few people out there that can't stand me and that's okay but uh, we made people understand that they were as important to the success of Loris College as, as I am, mm -hmm. or as Jim is, or uh, anybody else as a coach or um, a faculty member. Everybody plays a role. And if everybody isn't pulling together and doing what they need to do to be successful in their role, then Loris overall isn't going to be successful. And as I've said numerous times in the last month, I get far too much credit um, because it's a team. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that. And that goes for the alumni. And the graduates and, and the folks who have attended Loris and the friends of Loris who help support us, um, it, it, it's everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and being voted Mr. Duhawk and having that passion for the Loris, what is it like in your, yeah, in your role in, in the advancement office to interact with other alumni? And you know, you're obviously asking them to, to give back or to, to take part in, in supporting students having your passion what is it like to see kind of the, the varying levels of passion in the i mean as, as an outsider from not being a loris graduate it's always a, it's amazed me at how how passionate alumni are with loris what's it been like for you in your role here then kind of interacting with alumni and seeing where that that passion kind of matches yours well it's fulfilling and it's uplifting and it it, it provides energy um and uh, you don't want to let those people down and and uh, people care and, and, you know, people get energized when they come back to campus. And, and I, you know, tied into part of what the draw is to Loris and why I love Loris so much and why I'm so comfortable on this mm -hmm. campus. I, I, I really believe I don't wear my faith on my sleeve. I never talk about it. And I'm not a uh, but but I, you feel the Holy Spirit's presence here. I do. Um, and it and it. Uh, so I, I just I, it, it's a special place and in, in people that that have been touched by Loris, um, for the most part, um, are extremely loyal and uh, um, love it as well. I, I, I can't really explain it well. I, mm -hmm. uh, Dr. A.W. Sunleaf, well, he, we, 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 we can talk about it, but we got to be able to tell it. We, we've got to be able to tell that story, and, and, and uh, um, we're getting better at it, but it's, it's just hard to put into words. Yeah, it's, it's hard to quantify. Yeah. Yeah. An, an emotion and a feeling it is yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. i mean to me it's you know it's it's uh mark Wirtz, mike breitbach matt berger uh chris jans uh, brian corby my roommates in junior year um 
and and then all the other friends that that were part of that and then you you move into um, the alumni when when living in Milwaukee and having the Loris Network or Loris Club of Milwaukee outings at County Stadium and the people that were there and then it's coming back and now it's the faculty and staff colleagues it, it's all of that it's all of those experiences uh, that that uh, makes Loris uh, what it is today all right. so to me yeah absolutely uh, so now that we're, we've reached the end of your time here and why don't you tell me a little bit about what you're going to be doing moving forward? Uh, I'm uh, staying in Dubuque. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, Steel Capital Management. Uh, uh, Mike Steele uh, had started Steel Capital Management in the uh, mid to late 90s, uh, 1996, if I, my recollection is correct. Um, but uh, it, it's uh, a wealth management company um, with uh, about $2.7 billion under management and uh, work with individuals and families and companies and in terms of um, uh, the, from investments to retirement planning to um, uh, overall uh, just uh, preserving wealth and as well as looking in at estate planning issues, et cetera, those types of things. And uh, as president, I'll uh, be running the day-to-day operations and working closely with Mike, who's the CEO. And... Uh, uh, driving uh, growth, and we hope, uh, and plan for um, as we move forward. And, and uh, uh, excited going back to it's a, it's. I'm going as I've told people. I'm going back to my old life. It's what I did for about 14 years mm-hmm. following law school um, with uh, Northwestern Mutual and, and Ernst and Young, as well as uh, Richardson Financial Group in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, for three years. So a little bit different role uh, in this case, but uh, very excited. Yeah. Well. No, you're gonna you're gonna do great, and or, I mean you're a Duhawk off. Yeah, I hope so, or, yeah. or or I'm gonna have a tough discussion <laughs> with Mike when he has to fire me. <laughs> no, we know that won't happen. But uh, I did have one last question for you, um, kind of reflecting back, and you may have had practice given your role through the advancement office before. But is there a way that you would uh, summarize what makes Loris College important? What why is this why is this college so significant that you know people should continue to support it and to kind of help well it's a uh, catholic liberal arts college that that's sending uh uh principled people um i'm not going through the four dispositions but no, uh, you know ethical decision makers mm-hmm. but responsible contributors but really we joke about those once in a while and from time to time but really that's what lores lores is a difference maker the world needs colleges like Lores College that that uh, sends graduates out into the world to make a difference um, but with with a strong moral compass uh, in ethics being uh, a core component along with their faith hmm. okay well that's actually really well said and uh, I don't have a follow-up to that because that's that's a good summary so uh, Mike thank you so much for taking the time to come in and talk with me. I know you've got uh, other things to do to, to wrap up on your time here, but uh, I, I do know we'll see you around. Obviously, you're still in Dubuque. Any uh, future events on campus, I know we'll, we'll Yeah, you know, I, I, you uh, easily, I, but, I look uh, forward to coming back and being able to enjoy those. I, I think I might take a little bit of break to, to give Scott a chance to, <laughs> to be able to put his mark uh um, uh, uh, on the advancement team and, and, and make his mark with, with uh, the Loris uh, 
benefactors. But uh, I, I will be around and I will be involved as much as they want me to be or as little as they want me to be. And, and the folks that I work with know that if they have questions that uh, um, I'll make time on a weekend or, or after work uh, during the week to stop by. And just uh, I, I, I love this place. And believe me, I want, to, I want it to be in the advancement office uh, to be 10 times more successful than, than what we've seen over the, the past uh, nine plus years. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for all your hard work, all the, the sweat, the, uh, the effort you've put in both physically and emotionally and mentally to, to help keep keep the institution moving forward it means i mean you're you're definitely going to be missed thanks so, it's been my pleasure yeah, but but uh, thanks again and, and thank you to our producer trent hanselman and thank you to everyone who listened into our discussion for more podcasts as well as loris news and features be sure to visit the loris news website at daily.loris.edu we hope you'll join us next time for another Dewhawk digest until then take care of yourselves and each other and go Dewhawks. hawks